So, for any of you that may be tuning in for the first time, I want to just kind of bring you up to speed to what we've been talking about, because I've been doing a series here lately called Know and Go. Now, I'm going to run through it really quick, and I'm just going to hit the high spots. I'm going to give you the basics, because this is the fifth week of this series. And, and I want to just encourage you to go back and listen to those podcasts. Even people, any, any of you members out there, if you need to go back and you need to go back and re-listen to those podcasts over and over to get the just of what's being taught, take the time and the effort to listen to that, right? Because you need to, you need to get that. That's feeding on the Word. You know, feeding on the Word isn't just reading your Bible. Feeding on the Word, if you can't read, listen to it. Get it in you. Get get it in there. Make it a part of who you are. But I encourage you to go back and listen to those because what I'm going to I didn't I didn't change my series. See, a lot of pastors were like changing series, changing their messages, teaching on fear, and because of the situation we're going through. But guys, I mean, you know, we've taught on that. You guys know what fear is. And this series that we're in is very, very, very important. And you may have some questions. So if you have any questions, go back and listen to those podcasts. Right? And you know. Uh, a lot of people ask me if I was going to teach on anything different, and I'm not, because this, this, this series was given to me, Holy Spirit inspired by God, about five weeks ago, and that was before this thing really was picking up steam. And that tells me something, that, that this series is pretty important, because this series is about God leading His people. And how many, how many of you know, you can see with what's happening in this world right now, how people are responding, they're not necessarily following God's leading because God doesn't lead you into a state of chaos. God doesn't lead you into a state of craziness and uneasiness. Remember, if it comes from God, it's going to lift up. It's going to bring life. It's going to edify, okay? So and if, if you get the just of what's being taught in this series, all right, then that's going to give you the confidence, to walk in this situation in any situation that comes in your life. Because they're going to happen. You're going to face situations, right? But if you can get this, if you can get understanding God's leading in your life and how He does it, if you can master that, it will give you the, uh, just an unexplained confidence, an unexplained reassurance, right? Now, why does that happen? Well, it happens just simply because you get the revelation that, hey, God's with you. He's, his very nature is on the inside of you. It's right there. He's with you, and he's leading you to the success that he wants you to be in, right? I mean, he's, he's got a plan for you, and, and, and it'd be, it's senseless to think that he wants you to fail at that plan, right? No, and, but you've got to understand how he's leading you to get there. And you know, most people don't even understand God's leading. I talk with many, many people, and they'll share stories of, or not stories, but they just share the fact that they've never heard God. And look, through this, through this series, if you go back, you'll understand God's speaking to you. You're just not listening to the right voice. Amen? Now, and this series is called Knowing, Know and Go, and just knowing is knowing that God wants to lead you. And go just means go do whatever he's telling you to do. Go do it. So, on a nutshell, back at the beginning, we just started this, and that's, just, that's how it started. God wants to lead all his children, that's all of us, and he's going to do that by the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us, that we receive, right? And, and, and when we received the new birth, right? salvation, the Holy Spirit right there, that he, he sent to us to help us, right? But you've got to understand that leading. You know, I use voice a lot in this series, and, and, and somebody asked me, they said, well, Pastor, 
you know, I'm, I'm trying to hear a voice and I'm not hearing a voice. And, you know, voice probably wasn't the best word to use because I'm not talking about an audible voice. I'm talking about God sensing God's leading. Listen, if you go around chasing after voices, how I many you know Satan can use voices? And you can get some voices to deceive you in some way or another. So you don't go around chasing after all that, right? But remember, God's got a plan for you. We determined all of that, and he wants to lead you into the success of all of that. But following that plan means you've got to be able to discern his leading on the inside of you, all right? And then we talked about how man is a three-part being. He's a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a body. Your spirit is what's made new when you're born again. And this is something we really need to grasp. You need to understand this, all right? Because uh, we, we need to become more spirit conscious in this world because we're so physical conscious and mental conscious, all right? But we're, your spirit is what's made new, which that is your inward man when you receive Christ at salvation, all right? Your body doesn't change, unfortunately, all right? And then, of course, your soul, that's your mind, that's your, that's your mental intellect, your, your reasoning and all of that. And, of course, your body is this vessel that we walk the earth in. As we walk the streets, you go to, you, you go to work and what, everything that you do, everything you do. And how I many you remember, your body is what gives us the most trouble. Okay, we talked about that last week because this body only wants things that feel good. And this body only wants to go in directions that bring temporary pleasures. It's chasing pleasures, but it doesn't realize that those pleasures are temporary. As a matter of fact, just about every sin leads to some type of pleasures for your body. All the addictions, pornography, drugs, alcohol. Why do we do that? Pleasuring our body, right? Pleasure. And your body's got a lot of power over you. Now, so we need to become more aware of the fact that we are spirit beings, not just mental and physical beings, all right? And there's not a lot of teaching on that, but it's, it's not very hard to understand if you follow this series and you study the Word and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal, give you revelation from the Word. It's really easy to see, and it's, and it's a great thing. It'll change your Christian walk when you grasp this concept, right? And you've got to remember, we talked about all three parts of man. They have a voice that's competing for your attention also, Okay? Feeling is the voice of your body. Remember, I just said it's chasing after what feels good, what makes me happy, pleasures. You know, this is how people end up in debt, you know, because they, they chase after a feeling of a new house or a, a big house or a lake house or a big boat or a new car, and maybe they're not financially in a position to be able to do it, right? But then they can stretch themselves. I mean, you know, you can stretch yourself to the limit of what you make, right? And then they end up in financial debt. Why? Because they're chasing after pleasures, feelings, and emotions. Now, reasoning is the voice of your soul. That's your, that's your thinking, your analyzing, and all of that. And th- conscience is the voice of your spirit. And that's what you've got to learn to listen to, your conscience. Your conscience is going to tell you what's right or wrong. And you know what I'm talking about. Because if you've ever had that feeling where, where you want to be drawn to, to go do something... You're getting that little check on the inside of you because you know it's wrong. But yet, your body has so much power over you. Your body's like, well, it feels good. I want it, you know. So you're in a struggle right there. So you, but you've got to listen to that voice, that conscience, right? And, I mean, you can see it very clearly in how people responded to this situation. I mean, think about it. The way people responded is clearly out of fear, right? They didn't respond 
from the inward witness or from the Holy Spirit on the inside of them or from their faith and their trust in God and His provision and Him and the fact that He's in you, He's going to be with you through every situation. No, they responded off of fear. If I don't have enough food... And they go buy 10 grocery cartfuls of food. And now they've created problems for people who aren't buying 10 grocery carts of food. And I don't understand this one, but I, I'm afraid I won't have enough toilet paper. I still don't understand that one. You know, my come on, my God, really? You know, but they're reacting out of fear. And how I many you know, it's sad to say that there's pastors in this church. Not in this church, but there's pastors in this city that encourage their members to go and hoard food. And, and that's really sad. And, and I understand where they're coming from. I'm trying to protect my people. But what they're doing is they're feeding fear. And their people <laughs> feeding fear. Now, there's a balance to everything. Yeah, you get you some groceries. But, guys, you don't need 500 rolls of toilet paper. Come on, man. I guess they're getting ready for Auburn to have a really good football season next year. I don't know. <laughs> but you can clearly see in everybody's response and how they responded. Listen, they, they don't know how to hear the voice of God. Because remember, God's not going to lead you into chaos. He's not going to lead you into craziness. And he's not going to do it. He's not going to mislead you if you understand his voice. And then you follow that voice. That's very, very important. And we've got so many people running around out there making decisions just based off of feelings, off of emotions, off of reactions, right? I mean, it's happening everywhere you go. You can't can't even hardly find certain types of food. Now, Anna said that when they got to Tulsa, they said that a lot of the grocery stores, they were still out of meat. You know, it's just, and it's really sad. But listen, one of the biggest things that has held Christians back for a long time is the fact that we don't understand that, or we're not very spirit conscious. Okay, I keep talking about that. We're very physical conscious or mental conscious. In other words, we're, we're very much want to take care of what feels good or what we believe we should be doing. But you see, God wants you to make decisions off of consulting Him, following His leading, and then taking a step of faith toward what He's called you to do. Not just going out, off, well, that looks good, I want it. That looks good, I'll buy it. That tastes good, I want it, you know. I mean, I, I share with you many times of my love of Krispy Kreme donuts. You know, I was so happy when they planted one in Auburn. I was like, planted one when they started one in Auburn. I was like, yes, God, you sent me to a good city. But listen, you know, if I, if I gave in to that urge all the time, I'd be one big, big pastor up here. And then we're trying not to, we're trying not to do that, right? But listen, we need to become more spirit conscious. I mean, you think about it. We've developed our bodies. Everywhere you look, there's a gym. We've developed our soul or our mind. I mean, there's, there's education institutions all over the world that are amazing. And listen, there's nothing wrong with doing either one of those. All right? You've got to balance it all. But the, the simple truth is, is we've left the spirit man untouched. We left him alone. All right? And, and, and the, pro, the problem with that is people don't, they're reaping the benefits of it. Because they've been chasing pleasures, they've been chasing feelings, they've been chasing emotions their entire life. And, and, and as a pastor, we see this because people come to us for prayer, and, and we'll continue to pray and lead you and help you in any kind of way. But a lot, a lot of times what they're coming to us with is problems they brought on themselves because they're chasing things. Not following God's leading, they're chasing pleasures. You know, I mean, come on, guys. The, and this body's powerful, 
I mean, you know, when you, if, you want, if your buds are all going to the beach on spring break and they're going to be sharing funnels and sharing partners and doing all of this, that, and the other, you know, if your body's leading you that way, you better pull the reins back on that. You know, don't give in to it. You have to do that, right? Now, John 16, 7. John 16, 7. This was the scripture that we, we, we've been talking about. God's going to lead you by the Spirit on the inside of you and He's not going to mislead you says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now, that's the Holy Spirit. The Comforter is the Holy Spirit. And that's Jesus talking. And this is pretty significant. Jesus says, hey, I got to go so that you can have something else. Now, I mean, for Jesus to have to leave for us to have something else, that means the Holy Spirit is pretty important. He's very important. As a matter of fact, when you break all that down, and I love the Amplified Translation, it tells us that 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 word comforter there, it means comforter, it means counselor, it means helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, and standby. So that's all the ways that the Holy Spirit is sent to, to us to help us. Now, how many of you know going through this situation, there's some people needing some comfort? And there's sure a lot of people that are needing some counseling. And there's a lot of folks that need a helper or a strength. All of the, but see, the thing is, is people don't understand how to yield to that. So you've got to give the Holy Spirit place in your life. It's up to you. You know, I've told you guys since the beginning of the church, you've got some skin in the game. You've got, you got to do some work. There's some things you've got to do. And you've got to give the Holy Spirit a place. Because he's a, he's a gentleman. He's not coming anywhere that he doesn't want to come into. But you've got to give him a place. And then first, verse 13, it says, How be it when the Spirit of truth come, that's the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth, for he, will, he shall not speak of himself, so the Holy Spirit's not going to speak what he wants to speak, but whatsoever he shall hear from God. That's what the Holy Spirit is going to speak. That shall he speak, he will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit's going to lead you in the... And it's, we call that the inward witness. I call it that just that check in my spirit, that, little, that unction to either go or that unction to stop, that either do this or don't do this, right? Now, that's, that's how God's going to lead us. And you've got to learn to obey that inward voice, that still, small voice on the inside of you. That's God's leading. So the, any of you sitting out there thinking, I've never heard God, yes, you have. So you've, you're, you're not listening to the right voice. So you've, you've probably spent your life chasing after the things that your flesh or your body is wanting to go after, right? Instead of going after the things that God wants you to go after. He's speaking. The question is, are you listening? Now, last week I drove home the fact that we talked about this body that has so much power over us. And it does. All right, for 1 Corinthians 9.27 1 Corinthians 9, 27 says, But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to the others, I myself should be a castaway. Now, this is Paul right here. Now, Paul's a man, and he's talking, and he's preaching, and he's getting ready. But what he's talking about right there is he's talking about this body. Now, you think about something that's got power over you. He knew it. He knew that if we let this thing go crazy... We were going to go down. We were doomed. We were not going to make it. Paul knew that. And so he's telling us, hey, you've got to do something. And understand, he, we talked about this last week. You, you've gotta, you have to do something. You can't pray for God to do it. You have to do it. And, and it says right there, he says that he brings his body under. And, you know, 
I was thinking about a guy last week that I was talking about this, and he said, well, you know, I just feel like I'm, I'm more spiritual to, to think that, I would, uh, that that would happen to me, that my body would control me. And you know what? I hope that, that you are that spiritual. But you never, ever get that confident because you have to keep that body under, right? Because let me remind you, that's Paul talking. Paul's pretty much a spiritual giant. He wrote half of the New Testament, right? He sure did. Now, and evidently, Paul's body was still trying to run rampant. His body was still trying to go after the ladies. His body was still trying to go clubbing. His body was still trying to do things that didn't line up with the very nature of God on the inside of this, and he was aware of it. And he said that he brought his body, he himself brought his body into subjection. Subjection to what? Subjection to his inward man. The inward man, that is, that's your spirit on the inside of you that's made new at the new birth. He brings that body into subjection under that. Instead of letting his body dominate his life, his spirit, he saw to it that his spirit dominates his body. And that's what you've got to do. And you've got to do it. You can't pray and let God do it. You have to do it. See, when you're following that voice and you're about to commit a sin, you're grieving the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and that's that check saying, whoa, stop. And you've got to make a choice right there when you sense it. Am I going to go on and go on and go through this? But that fifth liquor, looks, that crown's looking really good over there. You know, are you going to go on into it? Are you, when you get that check, are you going to pull back? Are you going to pull? It's up to you. It's a choice. See, people spend their life, God, take this temptation away. And God's sitting there, listen, I've got a system in place. Follow me. Follow me. you got some skin in this game. Do something. Do something. You know, he's, it, the Scripture tells us that we will not be tempted past what we can handle. Right? But the people are going at it wrong. We're trying to get God to remove everything. And listen, just take some steps. Put a little work in your Christian walk. That's what you got to do. Amen. But listen, you got to learn to follow that inward voice, that inward man, and not allow yourself just to run around making decisions based off of feelings. And, and just emotions, which is what everybody's doing right now. We're reacting simply off of emotions. Now, to become more spirit conscious, and that's what we need to be doing, all right, the biggest thing you got to do, and this is so, so very important, guys, so very important, is you've got to train your spirit, okay? Train your spirit. 2 Corinthians 4.16, 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, For which cause we faint not, but through, though our outward man perish, that's the body, is dying, is getting old, right? The inward man is renewed day by day. Your spirit man on the inside is renewed day by day. Now, who's going to renew that? You have to renew that, right? And you renew it by feeding on the Word of God, listening to the podcast, reading, studying, following his leading, right? And listen, we've spent millions of dollars in this world on ways to develop our body. I mean, think about it. Look at Zach over there. Zach's a big guy. He's been doing this a long time. There's really no telling how much the man can bench press. He, He could probably bench press three or four of us, you know, right? But listen, we've spent a lot of money doing it. And we spent a lot, this world has spent a lot of money developing our minds. I mean, and nothing wrong with that, you know. There's a balance to everything, all right? A balance to every bit of that. Very important. But I want to encourage you in this. You can train your spirit. Because, see, most of us are running around, 
And we've trained, our, trained ourselves to live our lives based on what our bodies want to do. And we live our entire life doing that. If you live your life chasing around after what you can do in your own thinking and what this body wants for pleasure, you're never going to get to the fullness of God. And then you wonder, people wonder why they, 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 go, they just live their life problem after problem after problem after problem. Listen, they're chasing after their own things. But See, you've you got to learn to, instead of training yourself to respond to, off of circumstances or feelings or emotion, you've got to train your spirit to respond and be sensitive to God. Amen. And you can develop it. You, can, you have to develop it, right? And you have to develop it to the point to where when God speaks to you, you pick it up and you become so sensitive, it just becomes second nature. And, it, and when you do this, it will seriously change your life. Because I've done this. I've done this, guys. This is how I've woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning and somebody just be heavy on my heart. And I know I need to pray. I don't know the circumstances of the situation, so I intercede. I pray in the Spirit until I get peace. I get a release from that. And I know this because and sometimes God will say, call them. And I may call. So... If I call, that means God's, God's trying to help you, but usually not. But I'll go to that person later and say, hey, you know, you were heavy on my heart in such and such time, you know. And every single time they say, well, Pastor, you just don't realize it. This and this and this was going on, this and that and that was going on. Thank you so much for being sensitive and praying. Listen, I can do that. You can do that. Every one of you can do that, right? And I, I, I've trained my spirit. I'm so sensitive to... to to, to God's leading and, 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 and because your spirit is the in-between between you and God that about, I don't know, a couple months ago when the flu was going around really bad, you know, I felt it coming on my body. And so I knew I was, I was working. I knew I could feel it coming on and I'm praying against it. There. And, I, and so I went home. And, of course, you do everything in the practical. So I take the medicine, you know, like I'm not stupid. You know, I, I do everything practical. And I took the medicine, and, and I went to bed, and I prayed over it. I proclaimed Jesus over it and, and the blood of Jesus over it and this, that, and the other. And I went to bed. I knew the night was going to be a night of battle. And twice during the night, I was awakened. I was awakened praying in the Spirit. I wasn't consciously aware of it, but my spirit was interceding on behalf of me. My spirit was fighting for me on behalf of what was going on. Woke up the next morning, not a symptom on my body, not a problem in my body. I walked clearly out of it. But see, I've trained myself to be that way. I've trained myself. And you can do it. And it doesn't happen overnight, guys. I mean, it didn't take, it, I don't know how many years it took Zach to get where he is when it comes to, to weightlifting. But it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. Takes, there's a lot of pain involved. You're stretching some muscles. See, and that's what happens is people try this prayer thing. They try to lean in on God, but when it don't happen instantly, oh, that don't work, and they walk away. I'm not fooling with that. And then they go right back to what they were doing. It's a process. It takes time. You've got to be committed, and you've got to be all in. When you, when you say that you have faith in God, you've got to really have faith in God and what he says. But you've got to start, and you've got to start doing it, all right? Now, how do you train your spirit? That's the first big question. I'm going to give you four things. I haven't given you guys an, a list in a while. So I'm giving you a list, and this is very important to get this. But you train your spirit through the study of God's Word, number one. That's the main, main way you train your spirit. Now, I'm going to give you four steps to, to help you in, in, in this, okay? Now, 
the first thing that you need to do, because ultimately, to train your spirit, you've got to put God first everywhere in a nutshell. All right? So four easy ways to do that. The first thing is, is you've got to learn to meditate in the Word. Meditate in the Word. All right? Now, most all of these are going to be geared around putting this first, okay? You'll see that. But Joshua 1.8, Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now look, the most spiritual people I've ever known are always been people who would take the time to meditate in the Word. Now, people always, a lot of people misunderstand. They don't understand what it means to meditate in the Word. Guys, meditating in the Word is, can be as simple as taking a Scripture, reading it. Just one Scripture, reading. Read it again. Read it, get quiet. Let the Holy Spirit bring revelation up to you, what it says. Take a little time, study it, break it down. What's the context of the Scripture? What, what's happening? Where was it written? What, who was it written to? What time frame was it? What was the culture in this time? All of this is meditating in the Word, feeding on that Word, renewing your mind, okay? All right, but simply put, you got to do that. you got to do it. Because listen, God told Joshua right there in that verse, he told him to prosper and succeed. And he said, how are you going to do that? By keeping my Word first. Keeping it first. So simply put, you can say it like this. The Word of God shall not depart out of my mouth, But if I meditate in it day and night and I do what it says for me to do, I will make my way prosperous and have success. Guys, that's you. That's you. God wants you to be a success, right? He wants you to succeed at the plan that he's called to do. So learn to meditate in the Word. I mean, give your start. This isn't hard. Start by giving it 10 minutes a day. Ten minutes a day. I know everybody, oh, well, you know, everybody's attention span is so short. You know, we keep, we keep bringing our messages down shorter and shorter and shorter now to try to, to, to cater to that. But listen, you've got to put some work in this thing. Go after it. Give it ten minutes a day. When you start your day out, it's best to start your day out, you know. Uh, uh, but if you can't, do it later on. But give it 10 minutes a day. And as you start doing it, and as the Holy Spirit starts bringing this word alive to you, and that's what happened. And it's so cool when that starts to happen. You're like, wow. And then you feel like a sponge because you're soaking it all in. And then you can't get enough. And now you're going through all of, oh, wow, 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 wow. Before you know it, that 10 minutes has grown to 30 minutes. That, 10, that 30 minutes has grown to an hour. Who knows? You, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't have a set time frame, okay? But start by doing something. Give it 10 minutes. Now, the second thing that you need to do in order to train your spirit is you got to learn to practice the Word. Practice the Word or be a doer of the Word. James 1.22 says, But be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only. Listen, we've got a lot of people that are hearers and they're not doing the Word. There's a lot of people that can talk the Word. There's a lot of people that have memorized, probably memorize, a lot of people memorize more Scripture than I have memorized. You know, I don't focus on memorizing Scripture. Because you know what? The Holy Spirit always, always brings it back to my revela- real revelation when I need it. And I understand that. 
And see, it, it, it's, it's not about just memorizing it. Guys, you've got to do what it says. I mean, you, you, you get on social media right now when everybody's going through what we're going through, and, and I mean, everybody got the little praying hands up. We're praying, I'm praying, I'm praying this, I'm praying, 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 you know. But what they're thinking, but if you think about what the Word of God says, the Word of God says in Philippians 4, 6, it says, be anxious for nothing, instead pray. So the question is, people are praying, but are they a doer of the word, which means are you anxious? Are you worried? Are you the one sitting there with five grocery carts hoarding food? See, you've got to be a doer. The doer of the word, say, I mean, that, that's the man that's going to do exactly what it says. When the word says, do not worry, do not be anxious, instead pray, have faith and trust in God who's leading you and guiding you to all the success that he wants for you, that he has for you, have that faith and walk in that faith and know that, hey, it's going to be all right. Until the day that Jesus comes back to take us home and then I don't care how many buggies worth of groceries you buy because I'm out of here. Amen. <laughs> but you've got to learn to be a doer of the Word. And simply put, what does it mean to be a doer of the Word? I always think of the epistles. All right, God was speaking directly to the church when he wrote the epistles. So, I mean, if, you, if, you're trying to, if you're new to all of this, trying to figure out what direction to go, where do I start? Start there. Start in the epistles. And then meditate on them. Take the time. Break them down as God leads you. Meditate on them. And then simply do what it says. Be a doer of the Word. Now, number three, the next thing that you can do to uh, train your spirit is learn to always put God's Word first. Always. Put God's Word first. Always. Proverbs 4. 20 through 22 says, My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are the life unto those who find them, and help to all their flesh. Man, that's pretty good right there. Attend uh, to my words, all right, incline, incline thy ear unto my sayings, let, don't let them get out of the front of your eyes, keep them in your heart, because they're life and health. To all their, man, that's pretty good, guys. Listen, train yourself to ask one question when you're making a decision anywhere in your life. And, and guys, you're going to have to make yourself do this because your body ain't going to want you to do this because your body wants to have free reign to go do what it wants. I want to go do this. I want this. I want that. Okay? So you're going to have to train yourself to do this. But always learn to always ask this question. What? does God's Word say? About everything. What does God's Word say? If you will take the time, no matter what comes up in your life, before you react and take a step, take the time to just simply ask yourself, what does God's Word say? Am I going to the beach with the guys to party for a whole week and for spring break? What does God's Word say? So you don't need me to tell you that whatever you're involved in is a sin. I'm not the pastor police, right? It's not about that. See, when you develop that relationship with God, and the very nature on the in God on inside of you is not going to lead you to sin, and you control this body, bring it under subjection, then it will help you in your walk in your day-to-day life, right? So you're not just running astray, chasing after sins. But listen, learn to ask that question. What does God's Word say? 
and, and put God's Word first in every area of your life. Every single area. Every area. All right? Now, the fourth thing, and this one is so important. I touched on this last week as we were praying, closing out. Is learn when you discern that check in your spirit, that voice or that leading in your, in your spirit, learn to obey it instantly. Instantly. Because listen, you got a lot of voices competing for your attention. A lot of voices. Last week when I was, I was praying, I just shared that, a little, touched on that a little bit. And I was going through something last week and, and I needed a little help and I just gave it to God. And somebody came up to me after church and blessed me a little bit. And he said, I don't know what this is about, but I just felt led to give you that. Well, it almost brought me to tears because I, I had just put something to God and I needed some help. And he obeyed that instantly. He said, I started not to give this because I, I just didn't really feel like you probably needed it. No, I needed it. You don't ever know what somebody's going through. I'll never forget, we were at a restaurant. We were in Oklahoma. And I just felt led to buy this table's dinner. And, or it was lunch. It was a lunch deal. And there was probably about 10 people at this table. So it was going to be a pretty hefty little bill. And the, the, the pastor friend, that was, well, he's a pastor now, but we were in school. But he, he, when I was just sitting there, he said, I, I, I told him, I said, well, I'm going to buy their, I, I need to buy their lunch. And he said, what? Are you crazy? Look how many people are there. See, his body was already, he was already trying to talk me out of it. But God had already put it in my heart to do it. I went ahead and, went and, and did it and bought it and blessed them and did, didn't bring any attention to myself, did it subtly and, subtly and quiet. But listen, there's always going to be something trying to talk you out of it. And I'm going to tell you something. Giving is one of the greatest things that you'll ever... If, when you master that, there's nothing greater. I don't care how many houses or how many cars you have. There's nothing greater than giving stuff away. i never forget we, we bought a 15-passenger van for a church and a Hispanic church in Talladega one time. And it wasn't a new van, but it was a nice van. Had it lettered up with their church name and all on it. And didn't do it for any glory for us. You know, we just did it because that's what God told us to do. And when we took that thing up there, you'd have thought we gave them a million dollars. It was the greatest, greatest feeling. I, I love that. It was, it was just a lot of fun. But listen, learn to obey that instantly, quickly and the minute it happens, because you will analyze your way out of every, in, in every situation. And you, what you're doing is you're, you, you're analyzing yourself out of a future blessing, all right, because that seed is not getting sown. Now, let me call the band up, and I'll close with this. I'm going to make this short, because I know some of you are probably leaning on the couch there, and you may have dozed off a little bit there. But listen, your conscience is, your, is the voice of your spirit. All right, some people call it a hunch. Some people call it just intuition. And you may be thinking you've never heard God speaking to you. Yes, he has. That's it. He's been speaking to it. Learn to obey it and learn to act quickly. Be quick and don't let anything. Don't let your body, don't let your daddy, don't let your mama, don't even let your, 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 any of your family talk you out of it. Just do what God has called you to do. And listen, if you'll learn to follow these four steps... And it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some work. What you're doing is you're training your body to listen to the Spirit in that leading. And you're, you're training your body not to be focused on what... I mean, you're, you're training yourself not to be focused on what your body is wanting to go after. 
And after you do that a while, guys, you become so sensitive to God, so sensitive to the leading of God, that you'll know exactly what to do in every situation in your life. Every situation. It's going to take some practice. It's going to take some practice and it's going to take some time. But I want to tell you this. If you will put the work in, if you'll put the work in, you will see the results. And it'll change. It'll change your life. When this starts happening, you'll be so excited. You'll just, not only will you be able to see your relationship with God growing because you're seeing things happen now that that a lot of times you spend a lot of, most of your life not seeing anything happen. You get excited and which draws you closer and you're cultivating that relationship.